You might think that gills are just for ocean dwellers, but you'd be wrong. For the terrestrial woodlouse, or roly-poly, using gills is as easy as breathing. But how and why does it have gills? It's all a part of its unique classification as a crustacean rather than an insect. And it involves staying as damp as possible. But keeping it moist is how this isopod of many names survives here in life, death, and taxonomy. Welcome back to Life, Death, and Taxonomy. It's your 30 minutes of interesting animal info. I'm Joe. And I'm Carlos. Thank you to Cassie for the creation of our theme song. To hear more of Cassie's music, search Cassie Michelle on YouTube. Today, we're talking about a bug of very many names. But more on that right now. <laughs> also not a bug. That's true. And not uh, even close. Not even close. One of those names is Bug, and that's not correct. <laughs> uh, what are we talking about? We're talking about the woodlouse. Yeah, and I know you have a bunch of AKAs for us. Yes, yes, I do. And none of them are mine because they're all so good. And uh, cute. This is like the um, when we did the electric fire disco clam. Uh, just too many good names to, to really uh, to add to that list. Um, so let's let's go through what people call the woodlouse. Now you you will know them probably, dear listener, as the roly poly, little roly poly bugs, uh, or the pill bug. But they have names from all over the world, and when I say all over the world, I mostly mean the UK. <laughs> um, so this is what the, our our uh, friends uh, across the pond call the woodlouse. Uh, they call it the potato bug. The sure. uh, doodle bug. <laughs> sure. I don't know why. Um, it's the carpenter. I don't know. Um, the wood thing. Billy Baker. <laughs> oh my gosh. Just give it a person's if first last name. that's not the most <laughs> English thing I've ever heard. The boat builder. No, you're gonna. There's there's a there are two more in, even more English things coming up. So the boat builder's one. The next one is the cheese log. Yep, yep. Um, here's the here's one of the most English ones. Um, a, a cheesy bob. <laughs> <laughs> Went outside and saw some cheesy bobs just rolling around. You know, like the cheesy bobs they are. <laughs> um, <laughs> the, the next one is uh, a chiggy pig. <laughs> I don't know if I'm allowed to say that. I feel like I just said some sort of slur. A, a chiggy pig. <laughs> uh, also, cr- a, a crawly baker. Why do they think this thing <laughs> makes pastries? Why is baker in there? Or boats. <laughs> uh, also, uh, here's one. Daddy Gramfer. Get out. Like a like a grandpa <laughs> gopher. Gramfer. Definitely a good portmanteau there. Um, the next one is the finish with that one. The dandy postman. So this thing's got all kinds of jobs. It is definitely a. a, a an animal that wears lots of different hats. It's the postman. Wow. It's the baker. It's uh, the boat the builder. Man. It's the carpenter. Um, yeah, it's all. It's the Eggman. It's the walrus. It's everything. <laughs> it's the Eggman. 
the next one is uh, one of my personal favorites, the damp beetle. <laughs> it's just a damp beetle. I guess. <laughs> it's about as on the nose as they can get. This looks like a beetle, and uh, it's uh, moist most of the time. So we'll call it the damp beetle. Are you ready to hear some? No, 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 no. I have three got, more. I have three. You got more. I've got Gosh. three more. I actually had Keep to. Going. I picked my favorites out of the list. There's a lot more. Um, it's also known as a, a monkey peas because because <laughs> words. Um, this and it's also called piggy wig, which I guess Good. inspired the uh, the successful North Carolina slash Midwest uh, grocery store Piggly Wigglies. And the last one is Slater's, which isn't like the funniest. It's just like that's what all people in Scotland call them is Slater's. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, I've never <laughs> it's just crazy how many names the, uh, this thing has. My, I mean, Damp Beetle is one of my favorites. Um, I have to hand it to probably um, Cheesy Bob. And I have to. It's probably my favorite. My absolute favorite one, though. Cheesy Bob probably is the best one. I like what is it, what was the monkey one? Monkey, monkey peas. Monkey. <laughs> <laughs> was, like they're not human. They're not peas fit for a human, but a monkey would probably <laughs> enjoy these as in a, in a soup if you split them. <laughs> yeah. Now, are you ready for some taxonomy? I'm yes. I'm ready for some names that are supposed to make sense. Okay. In Latin form? Greek? <laughs> in liquid form. Release the power of the sun in Latin form. Okay. So, it's in the kingdom you know, you love, and you're familiar with. Mm-hmm. Because you're in it. The kingdom Animalia. Yes. You know what those are. That's my favorite kingdom. Because your dog's in that kingdom? And so and your wife. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, yeah, so the two. The, the, it's my favorite kingdom because uh, both my <laughs> dog and my wife are are both in it. Um, so I hang out in that kingdom probably most most of the time. It's in the phylum you know, you love, and you're in. No, no, you're no, not. we're not. <laughs> if you're Mr. Crab, are you? Are you talking it is to arthropoda? Are you talking to? I'm a talking whole, to a crab. Whole bunch of uh, talking to a spider. I was talking to the spider that's in the corner. Um, is there a spider? <laughs> it's in the subphylum. Usually, uh, I'm sure in one of these corners there is. Uh, subphylum crustacea. Yeah, pill bugs are crustaceans, not they are insects. Not definitely not bugs. Definitely not bugs. Certainly not insects because they're crabs. They're not crabs because but they are in the class Malacostraca. Which is crabs. the largest order of crustaceans, and it's made up of crabs, shrimp, krill, lobsters, and all the major players in the crustacean kingdom, mm-hmm. which is in a kingdom. Which it's is a, it's a class. <laughs> yeah, it's a it's a it's a class. It's a it's super it, order. It's a it, but it's like eleven oh one class, so you know it's right. kind of gen ed. It's in the super order Paracarida, which is made up of crustaceans with a brood pouch. Kind of like a kangaroo. Kangaroo's not a crustacean, but it has a pouch like a kangaroo. Oh, yeah. Love some brood pouches. Brood pouches, robots, in, babies, and your thighs. Or <laughs> um. <laughs> Man, those you got some zingers coming out there. 
That, I don't think they keep them in their thighs. Brood so pouches, babies in your thighs. <laughs> <laughs> that that sounds very Disgusting. uncomfortable, but it's that's a, that's pretty good. <laughs> well, the order is Isopoda, which is made up all, of all-terrain crusties uh, with seven pairs of legs. Crusty, and they're all-terrain because they live underwater. They live in fresh water, salt water, and on land. These particular ones live on land. Yeah, there uh, are the suborder is. There are some giant ones at the bottom of the ocean that are as big as a football. Toss that around. No, or probably don't. don't. Or you could play. Uh, yes, yes, Mayan yes, yes, yes. Death ball. Mind, <laughs> whatever that's called, mind death ball. With a, I, I mean, it'll move a lot slower than you know your average armadillo, but it's probably so. Aztec death ball. I can't remember which one. The suborder is Oniscidae. Which is woodlice, woodlouses. The family is Armadillidiidae. Yeah, Armadillidiidae. Armadillidiidae keeps the doctors at bay. Uh, the genus is Armadillidium. Ar- That's a fun one. Armadillidium. That's what I, I. I that was. I like Armadillidium. It's like seize the armadillo. <laughs> armadillidium sounds like you like landed on a comet and you found a very rare armadillo it does like it's you... it's they should have called it arma armadillidium armadillidium or whatever you just said instead of unobtainium yeah or at least that's, that's what like the juggernauts armor should be made out of <laughs> yeah it's like oh you've got adamantium i've got armadillidium <laughs> that's how the juggernaut sounds by the way seize the armor uh, and the species is vulgare. Vulgare? Because they are vulgare, because they, they are- They say swear um, words? No, because they're a conglomerate of vampires that control all of vampire kind and destroy you if you get out of line. What? I think you're thinking of Vulcans. <laughs> I was thinking of Voltori, which is a deep cut to the Twilight universe. Um, oh, okay. Well, I was thinking- <laughs> Actually, if you've ever seen- twilight it's not that deep of a cut oh wait 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 uh, I, when you said when you said twilight universe my first thought was the twilight zone i was like oh i didn't know they had <laughs> there was an episode about vampires i must miss that one <laughs> no but uh, yeah, yeah you, nope the, I, was, I i gave you too much credit <laughs> <laughs> or not enough all right so yeah would you like to have this described to you no no i would not i have something to say first um, okay. Basically, I have I have uh, a quiz to pose to you. Can't pass over my favorite part of the show, the part of the show where I ask you a question, and the question is the same every time. What is the name of a term of entry for this animal? What is the? Uh, oh wait, I didn't say critter groups. Critter groups. <laughs> I'm just gonna throw that in there. So yeah, what is the name of a, a group of these animals? What is the term of entry? What is the uh, collective noun? Um, I could not find anything for wood lice or um, isopods. Uh, so I thought about doing like crabs or something like that, but no. We're going to go with lice, even though this is not even close to uh, being a louse. It's just a misnomer, but we're going to go with lice anyway. So, Joe, what would you call a group of lice? Is it A... A shimmer of lice. B, a party of lice. C, a flock of lice. Or D, 
a nest of lice. I'm going to say nest. Final answer. I knew I'd get you with this one because it's insane and you're not going to be happy about it. Flock. Is it a flock? It's a flock. Get out. They should have called it a patty. They don't even... What? Like a, li a lice patty? Ah! <laughs> no, yeah, okay, sure. Uh, yeah, that, I mean, I, a I don't... Flock is the worst. Yeah, it is, it is worst. I agree with you there. It doesn't, doesn't even fly. Yeah, I mean, what? So, you have a flock of lice in your hair? I mean, it's almost grosser than infestation. But, yeah, so, I mean, it's not even... That, that, that did not describe wood, li wood lice, but it, now we know what a group of lice is called. So now you can tell us what it looks like. Okay. So, they're in, they're in your gardens. They're under your wood things. They're in your piles of leaves. Because they're wood lice, your typical roly-poly pill bug. Uh, they, they look like a tiny little armadillo with segmented armor plates that go width-wise down the back of their exoskeletons. The frontmost armor segment forms a U-shape, out of which their little broad heads stick out. And then each side of these heads, there are two compound eyes that grace uh, their cerebrums with uh, two segmented antennas that come out of the front of their heads. Yeah, and they can... Anten what's, the what's the plural and what's the singular? Antennae? Antennae, yeah. Which one's that? Antennae is the, is the plural. Antenna is the singular. Singular. Antennae. Uh, they're the little guys from uh, A Bug's Life. Yeah, they're like clowns or like the acrobats. Yeah, yeah, clown, cl clown, crabats. That's a Pokemon. So they're they're <laughs> that is a yeah, it is. It's not though, but it should be. Their abdomen forms the back third of their body, with the majority of their being being taken up by the thorax. Uh, flipping these little cuties over will reveal a writhing mass of facehugger-esque legs, <clears throat> of which there are 14, which is a weird number of legs. I mean, at least it's an even number of legs. It's true, but... It would be even weirder if makes, it was odd. That's when you first sent this, when you first suggested this, and I looked it up, I was like, not having known it was a crustacean, I saw that it had a million legs, and I was like, wait a minute. This ain't no bug. This pill bug is an imposter. Because it has to have six mm -hmm. to be a bug. Uh, the the European, what are centipedes and millipedes? They're not bugs, but they are insects. Interesting. Oh, last thing. Uh, the European woodlouse can be found in dark gray, brown, and black. In some cases, they have a silver silver lining around each segment. They're very optimistic. So that's what they say. There's a silver line. Every pill bug has a silver lining. Or some of them do. Those are the good ones. Those are the ones that you want on your corporate team. Because they think optimistically. But they're, like, down to earth, you know? Because, <laughs> you know, that's where they live. Down in the earth. <laughs> yeah. Now that brings us to one thing, like what, how big is this? It's really difficult to kind of put in my mind's eye. And there's only one way to remedy that. And that's with the measure up segment. I have not written down the intro this time. We're going to see if I can get through it. Let's do it.
Cause I, it's like, it's like one of those things. It's like, I can type without looking until I can't look, you know, I can type without looking until I think about the fact that I'm typing without looking. Yeah, exactly. So let's see if it works. Welcome to the Beloved Measure Up segment, the official listener's favorite part of the show. The part of the show that's introduced by you when you send in audio of yourself saying, I think I skipped the part already. Oh, that sounded right. The part of the show where we present the animal size and dimensions in relatable terms. It's also part of the show that's introduced by you when you send in audio of yourself saying, singing, or chittering the words measure up into ldtaxonomy at gmail.com. Today, we don't have a new measure up intro that good uh so that means we get to hear from an animal and carlos has to guess what it is here we go i forgot to t- i forgot to tell what measure up is in the first run uh but here we go without further ado the listener's favorite part of the show Okay, so there's a lot going on. So you're hearing birds, but I'm looking for this humming sound, the grunting. or this buzzing sound. Okay. Yeah, or the grunting sound. I didn't think it sounded like a grunt, so that would have been a good like red herring to throw in like grunty animals, but here's what I got for you. Okay. Is it A, the giant hornet wing uh, or giant wi- hornet wings is that what you're hearing or is it hummingbird wings or is it giant dobson fly wings or is it d the last one a vacuum in the upstairs apartment wow i mean i would have had you said warthog i probably would have gone with that would you like to hear it again no nah, i'm good because there's literally no way for me to decide whether what kind of wings they are um, <laughs> giant hornet, giant fly, or hummingbird. We've been pretty close to a hummingbird. I don't remember it making that kind of sound. It's probably between the hornet and the fly. Uh, I'm going to go with the fly. Uh, Final answer, yes. the Dobson fly? The do- sure, yes, the Dobson fly. That is incorrect. No. The, the correct answer was hummingbird. It was a hummingbird? Wow, I've, ne- yeah. I've never heard a hummingbird's wings before, just by being near one. Before. I was today years old when I found out that a hummingbird <laughs> is so named, probably because of it makes a humming sound when it flies. But not like, I don't know, that was like a, a low, sporadic grunt. It was whipping around in the video. It wasn't just hovering in one spot. Huh. Uh, but here we go. Are you ready to talk about length? Yep. They're about 18 meters. What? <laughs> I mean, 18 millimeters. Oh, okay. <laughs> Goodness, how have about, I not heard about this? It's about going, the size of a whale. It's a cryptid show. All, all, Land all whale. Of a sudden. <laughs> they're, <laughs> yeah, it's, they're so sneaky, but they're, they're like elephants. It's this 40-foot uh, armored like crustacean <laughs> just walking around in, underneath all of your wood things at home. Just, just keep an, keep <laughs> yeah. an eye out, please. You can easily miss them. Uh, they're 18 millimeters or 0.71 inches. 
Okay. How many pill bugs go into the Beats pill? Not a sponsor. The length of the Beats pill. The Beats pill. It's like a little pill-shaped speaker. Oh, I was like, is that? I was trying to imagine. I don't know, actual pill. Um, <laughs> I try to find what was the largest pill ever, and that's not information that is forthcoming on a Google search. <laughs> but here's a hint. The Beats pill was released in 2012, and it was one of the first products that was developed after Beats split from Monster Cable Products. Beats pill just sounds like a street name for a drug. Um, <laughs> yeah. It's like, hey, man, you got some Beats. It's like, yeah, I have $350 headphones right here. Um, <laughs> yeah, I have a vegetable right here. Purple vegetable? Want, want a purple vegetable? No, gross. Um, all right, so I'm imagining that this pill... I have a, I have a, a coffee thermos here next to me. And so I'm going to imagine it's that big. Which is, what, this is about 7 inches tall? Um, and this is 0. 0.7 inches, so we're going to go with uh, 10. Exactly 10. 10 pill bugs. 10 pill Final bugs answer. go into the, uh, the yeah, the, the height of this pill, the Beats pill. That is incorrect. Oh, darn. But it's pretty close because the correct answer is 11.7 pill oh, bugs. That's basically correct for me. The, the pill was 7.7 7 inches. Or twenty centimeters. Wow, that, pretty good guess. Yeah, I mean, I I have a one of those boom speakers. It's pretty. Seems like what the pill Beats pill sounds like. What that is. Anyway, yes, that's a win so, for me for sure. Um, let's talk about weight. One hundred and sixteen milligrams, or zero point zero zero four ounces. Uh oh, I'm. I have no idea. Well, how many pill bugs go uh, could go into the largest Glyptodon today, an extinct ancestor of the armadillo? And you've probably seen pictures of this guy. Have I? Is it like a Glyptodont? It's like an armadillo-looking thing. Here's a hint: the glip- Glyptodon today is thought to have looked like an armored beaver. And lived in South America before oh, the demise of the species. I think I, I think I remember like goofy looking pictures of this thing. Yeah, now we're talking megafauna. Yeah, we're here. talking megafauna for sure. It's in the megafauna era. Twenty feet. It seems about right. It's like that dinosaur with the big club tail. Yeah. Um, how much? Well, it's not the dinosaur. No, no, but it's like it's an ankylosaurus. Yeah, that's what it was. How heavy is a 20-foot? Oh, yeah. I'm doing weight here. I think a rhino is like 8,000 pounds. That's at least four tons. We'll go with rhino size. Four tons, 8,000 pounds. And this is more... All right, let's do some math. 32 million. Final answer. 32 million? Yes. Final answer. The correct answer is 17... Million two hundred and forty one thousand three hundred and seventy nine. So almost exactly half of the weight yeah. I was assuming. So four thousand ish pounds. Yeah, the biggest glipped, the biggest glyptodont is thought to have been as much as two thousand kilograms, or forty four hundred pounds. 
interesting. Interesting indeed. Although, from a skeleton, we really don't know how fat these were. But seeing as how it's covered in an armor that I think has been preserved, we have a good idea of their size. Uh, so, let's. are you ready to hear some fast facts? Yes. Uh, the European woodlouse is common across Europe, the UK, and the Mediterranean basin. Most woodlice aren't able to withstand dry climates because they lose moisture rapidly through their exoskeletons. However, the European woodlouse is able to withstand drier areas than their kin, hence their broad range. Still, it prefers coastal areas and soils rich in calcium carbonate. Uh, the woodlouse is so called because it's often found in decaying wood and plant material. It loves to munch tasty dead plant matter, algae, and lichens. Kind of like, kind of like the diet of a uh, tardigrade. Yeah, just on a much, much bigger scale. <laughs> yeah, uh, you might find them more easily on cold days when it prefers to bask in sunlight to warm up. When it's hot, they stick to the shadows, watching waiting for a tasty dead leaf to drop. Uh, yeah, they're not really the, bouncing, are they? <laughs> yeah. They're like a tree star. They're waiting for a tree star. <laughs> oh, man. That had to have tasted so delicious. I could only that, imagine. That Don Bluth tree star covered in morning dew made me want a salad when I was a child. Yeah, and then I was so disappointed by actual like, salads. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, so the temperature or the temperate Mediterranean is ideal, uh, because of the pill bugs temperature range. It can die in temps below negative two Celsius, which is 28 degrees Fahrenheit and above 36 Celsius or 97 Fahrenheit. However, on a cold night, they may go into a dormant state to avoid freezing to death. Kind of like, uh, the tardigrade. Yeah. Uh, they're docile and non-threatening to humans, which is why they're popular among children. However, keeping pill bugs requires specific environmental uh, factors. So do your research before little Timmy brings these crusties into his room. You don't want the wrong crusties. And you don't want crusties and just to put them in a, a dry environment with not enough, not good temperatures. Because then they'll die. You don't put it in your bearded dragon terrarium. <laughs> well, unless, unless you, you want to feed them to your to bearded feed. dragon. <laughs> yeah. uh, all right, that's all I got. All right, interesting stuff. It's time for the major fact. So, as we know, gills are not limited to just fish, cephalopods, and other sea creatures, basically. Uh, we've also talked about insects like the uh, damselfly larva recently, Uh that have gills, but that's because they live underwater for most of their lives. So gills are just for breathing underwater, right? Wrong. Yeah. Dang it. Gotcha. I knew it. I knew I was going to get you on that one. <laughs> the woodlouse puts an end to what is probably a pretty hurtful prejudice and shows us that even landlubbers can have gills too. Woodlice breathe through gills. Did you know that they... I did not. No? I like uh, earlier today. I didn't know that they weren't bugs, <laughs> or that um, hummingbirds made hummed. Um, yeah, that's right. 
so but despite the fact that they live exclusively on land they breathe they have gills and they breathe through them so like what's the deal why do why have gills if you breathe air like a normal person i mean bug i mean crab <laughs> um <laughs> well the, the woodlouse doesn't exactly breathe air uh it it kind of still breathes underwater quote unquote its gills are located on small flappy appendages kind of these weird extensions to their the their top 10 legs which sounds like a clickbait title <laughs> top 10 legs um <laughs> this is that's a buzzfeed article for sure uh but like you said they have 14 legs so the first 10 legs have these 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 gills on them um the flaps are almost always covered in a thin layer of water uh so when oxygen from the air hits the water veil that's over the gills it gets absorbed from it gets absorbed into the water and then from the water into through the gills into the respiratory system of the woodlouse so that's why they live in moist areas where there's you know a lot of water to go around um since they're so small you know just a little bit of moisture can can coat their gills so that they can breathe um, so that's why if they dry up, you mentioned they don't like dry environments. If they dry up, they're not necessarily just just drying up. They're actually suffocating, like a fish or like a, like a crab, or like a crustacean that you've that is not underwater <laughs> anymore. Um, but as you also mentioned with the European wood lice, some species have begun to develop small pores on their bellies. And those pores lead to tubes where air can pass through and oxygenate the body. And those tubes are called pseudotracheae. Kind of, you know, pseudotracheas. Eh? They still need to use the water to absorb the oxygen. Um, But because the tubes are on the inside of the body, they can keep them moist longer. uh, Rather than being these flaps on the outside of their legs that can dry up with a the a hot gust of, of wind. Um, so they can keep these moist and still when the oxygen goes in, uh, absorb it into the respiratory system. So that's adaptation in action folks. Uh, and that allows them to survive in much drier areas than their kin. So that's, I mean, that's all I got. <laughs> that's a, uh, <laughs> Yeah, so the the when, next time you see a roly poly, first of all, remember that it's a crustacean, and second of all, re- remember that it's actually breathing water, breathing through water, uh, through its little gills that are on its legs. So, t- so to be careful, because it pro- <laughs> probably hurts to poke them or something like that. Um, but you got anything else? That's all I got. All right, that was the, the, the woodlouse. So for you out there in Podcastia, keep your armor close. Protect your vital organs when threatened. And always keep your pseudotracheae moist like the woodlouse here in Life, Death, and Taxonomy. Hey, LDT listeners. Thanks for listening to the end of the episode. For your loyalty, you get a shameless self-promotion from us. 
If you haven't already, leaving a review on your favorite podcast app can really help us grow. But telling your podcast-loving friends about us is even better. Also, don't forget to send in your measure-up intros and animal suggestions to ldtaxonomy at gmail.com. We love hearing from you. As always, thanks, most of all, for listening. <laughs> uh don't try it though it's not white chocolate no unless it is in which case then you're fine um but make sure you definitely know it's white chocolate mm-hmm. and it's not laced <laughs> with dark chocolate <laughs> uh, <laughs> pressing their dark dark chocolate into the white chocolate